following program is furnished by the Truth About Your Future, LLC. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. This information is education and not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor before investing. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman is brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager, and by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100, and by Edelman Financial Engines. Rick Edelman is a board member, consultant, shareholder, and client of EFE, but EFE is unaffiliated and has no Say over the content of the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. And now your host, Rick Edelman. Glad you're with me this weekend. We're going to talk about our aging population, financial elder abuse, estate planning, euthanasia, plus stacking sats, and Gene's word of the week. Let's begin with an incredibly fun subject, aging. We have an aging population, not just here in the United States, but globally, and none other than Pope Francis has now weighed in on the issue. The Pope is now criticizing married couples who decide to have pets instead of children. Alrighty then. Meanwhile, AT&T has had an issue for those who are aging, meaning all of us. If you're a retiree of AT&T, AT&T has now cut its life insurance and death benefits for retirees who are eligible for their life insurance benefit at AT&T. The maximum death benefit is now $25,000. This is a big reduction from what retirees had been promised. My point to you in mentioning it is not trying to be a criticism of AT&T, but frankly, to demonstrate that you cannot rely on any employer, current or former, to provide for you and your financial needs in retirement. If you need life insurance to protect a spouse or other family member, then you need to buy that insurance independently on your own. Don't assume that the insurance as an employee benefit that's being promised to you today will continue to be there into your 70s, 80s, 90s after you've long since left that company. We're not only dealing with aging in our society, we're dealing with pandemic aging. It seems fortunately finally to be winding down, but it ain't over yet. And we're aging in the middle of it. We're all now a couple of years older than we were when this all started. And this has increased elder abuse. The pandemic has caused elders in particular to isolate because elders are more at risk of infection and very serious illness as a result of infection, including death. We've seen the statistics. The vast majority of those who have died from COVID are those who are older. And that means people are isolating. And when you're isolating, you become increased to be victimized by elder abuse. The family isolation, the staffing shortages, fraud, physical violence, neglect. The FBI says there's been a 55% increase in elder abuse since COVID started. Most cases of financial elder abuse involve a family member. You know who it is who's stealing from you. 
stealing money out of your pocketbook, withdrawing money from your bank account, taking your jewelry out of your house and selling it. You know who these people are because it's your family who have access to your house and your home. Why do they do it? Well, often they've got financial issues of their own. They've lost their jobs in the pandemic. They've got financial crises. They may have a troubled marriage. They may have a drug or alcohol addiction. They've got their own issues. You've got money, so they're turning to you to get them out of their mess. Why are they stealing from you instead of your neighbor? Well, because they figure you're less likely to prosecute them. The U.S. aging population is creating a shortage of caregivers. Not only did we have a shortage going into the pandemic, the pandemic's making it worse because a lot of caregivers are quitting their jobs because they don't want to be running the risk of being infected themselves. We also don't have enough affordable housing in this country. And all of this furthering the increase in social isolation. But we have a solution on the horizon. There are two communities in Colorado that are being launched this year that cater to parents who have adult children with disabilities, to grandparents who are raising grandchildren, to those with early onset Alzheimer's. A report says the United States is the most age-segregated country in the world. That's led to ageism and loneliness. This new community structure going on in Colorado is designed to help with all of that. And it's not just in the U.S., Singapore is doing it as well. They're spending $2.4 billion to build three-generation apartments and houses that have space for three generations, providing both elder care as well as child care. That's really the key. We need to build communities that let folks of a variety of ages all live together. It'll frankly keep everybody young. And ultimately, if we are going to pass, well, think about that. Who's going to get your stuff? Well, you've got a will for that purpose, don't you? Uh, perhaps trusts. You may have established joint accounts with others so that when you die, the asset passes to the joint account holder. But what about the photos on your phone? This has been a big challenge, your social media accounts. Well, there have been improvements of late, and the most recent to join is Apple. Apple is now letting you pass on the data in your iCloud when you die. It's called a digital legacy program. You can choose up to five people who will have access to your iCloud account when you die. And they can access your data, your personal info, photos, documents, purchases. Apple will require proof of death and an access key. Google and Facebook already have this. So you want to make sure that your digital assets are included as part of your estate plan. And finally, there was a big court case in Colombia. A 51-year-old woman has won this case that will therefore allow her to die by euthanasia. She has Lou Gehrig's disease, and rather than dying a long, slow, struggling death, causing her family to provide caregiving to her for years at a significant expense and emotional toll, she petitioned the court for the right to allow herself to die by euthanasia, and the court said yes. This is the issue that's occurring in countries around the world, including a number of states here in the U.S. that have said yes to death by assisted suicide or euthanasia. In other words, the big social issue of this century is not merely the abortion issue. 
it's more broadly the right to life issue and now being converted into the right to death issue. Medical science so far has done a pretty good job at keeping us all alive. The question is whether we have a life that is of the kind of quality that we envision for ourselves and our loved ones. And the notion of being allowed to choose the nature and timing of our deaths to spare us the indignity, the pain, and the suffering of a declining health due to severe or irreversible medical condition, this is something that is going to be unavoidable in conversation, first in the legislatures and second with your doctors and ultimately with your estate attorneys. It's important that you consider these issues today. Make sure you have a medical directive. This is why Gene and I have complete estate planning documents. We have medical directives. This is a document where we state our preferences regarding medical treatment. If we are rushed to the hospital on an ambulance and we're in a coma, we've had a brain injury or an aneurysm or what have you, we're stating to the doctors how we want them to treat us. Use Herculean measures or... Allow us to die naturally, peacefully, and pain-free. That's the medical directive. And second is a durable medical power of attorney for health care. So that if I'm unconscious and unable to tell the doctors what I want, unable to tell the doctors I've signed a medical directive, I hand this document today to my wife, Jean. She can enter the hospital, wave that document at doctors, saying that she has the legal authority to instruct them regarding the care that they provide to me. These two documents together provide us a very important foundation for our estate planning, a medical directive, and a durable health care power of attorney. This is why we feel so strongly of the importance of making sure that we are working in close conjunction with our estate attorney to make sure our estate plan is in good shape, not just for the financial distribution of assets following our death, but for the management of our own lives during our lifetimes. Estate planning in an aging population, something we must all pay attention to. As we keep going on this week's edition of The Truth About Your Future, I want to tell you that this radio show and podcast is now also a newsletter. Every month, I'll give you the information you need about the five personal finance topics that matter most. Longevity, retirement security, exponential technologies, blockchain, and digital assets, along with health and wellness. Technology is changing everything, and that means we have to rethink everything we thought we knew about college and career, home ownership and mortgages, retirement and leisure, and of course, how you invest your money. And every issue includes a look at investments I personally own that you can add to your own portfolio or share with your financial advisor to secure your financial future. Subscribe to my newsletter, a full year subscription, 12 monthly issues, just $39 if you subscribe now. Savings of 50%. Go to thetruthayf.com, thetruthayf.com. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. You're working hard to build wealth for the future, but along the way, you'll need to help protect it from risk and make sure it can last through retirement. Join Edelman Financial Engines Tuesday, March 1st at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for a brand new virtual event, three strategies to help preserve and protect your wealth. You can register for free at planefe.com slash Rick. Discover steps you can take today to help secure a better tomorrow. At this new virtual event, three strategies to help preserve and protect your wealth, 
You'll learn what to do if you own too much of one stock, how to choose the order of which retirement accounts to withdraw from, and more. Our advice is based on more than 35 years of experience helping individuals and families to build, grow, preserve, and protect wealth. Register now for a special virtual event, Three Strategies to Help Preserve and Protect Your Wealth, on Tuesday, March 1st at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. Register for free at planefe.com slash rick. Choice is changing the way Americans save for retirement by making it possible to invest in Bitcoin, crypto, and other alternative assets inside your IRA. That's right. When you open both a deductible and a Roth IRA with your Choice account, you can buy real Bitcoin and or any of 22 other digital assets. In your Choice account, you can also buy stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, real estate, you name it, all in a single retirement account. There's no hidden fees or account minimums, and you get more control over your retirement savings. You can also access Choice via your financial advisor. So if you have a professional managing your money, tell your advisor to get set up with Choice so they can help you access Bitcoin and other alternative assets in your retirement account. Head on over to retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. That's retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. We talk often about blockchain and digital assets, and from the emails I get from you, clearly we all need to know a lot more about the fundamentals. So I'm happy to welcome to the program Matt Kunke. He's the research analyst for digital assets at GlobalX ETFs. Matt, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Yeah, Rick, thanks for having me. We talk often about blockchain technology. It's still confusing to a lot of people, so let me get right to the core. A lot of people say that this new technology will eventually mean that we don't need banks anymore. We'll be able to make deposits, store, and distribute money directly without a bank as intermediary. You could say that. I think that's one use case that I think people are very excited about. Well, is this secure? Is this safe? Yeah. Something like Bitcoin, for example, uh, which is the oldest and most prominent blockchain, is incredibly, incredibly secure. Is there any particular benefit or use for business? Yeah, I mean, I think there's quite a few. I think about uh, the example of the Chipotle E. coli lettuce scare, where they don't know exactly where or what lot of lettuce is infected. And it results in scenarios where the entire supply gets pulled and they aren't as able to quickly act on it as if they had a totally lit up and transparent supply chain utilizing blockchain technology. And there's plenty of other examples spanning things like transaction settlement or payments and remittances or utilizing this technology for elections or corporate governance voting. The list goes sort of on and on. So, you know, a lot of folks are excited about blockchain technology. I'm one of them. Uh, the, the concept of blockchain technology, as you've pointed out, is that it allows businesses to operate faster, safer. They can do it more cheaply. And businesses love all that. You know, this is awesome. If I can run my business faster and safer and less expensively, hey, what's not to love? It raises the question, though, from an investor's perspective, for the ordinary listener, can I invest in blockchain? There are ETFs today that track equities that are involved in the blockchain ecosystem and companies that, you know, we believe to be beneficiaries of blockchain technology. And that's primarily where Global X as a company operates today. We have two ETFs that are invested in blockchain equities. 
primarily cryptocurrency miners and manufacturers of mining equipment, blockchain applications, as well as digital asset exchanges. So that's exciting to know because a lot of folks have the attitude that, hey, this this blockchain tech is pretty cool and I'd like to get exposure to that. And GlobalX offers two ETFs, the blockchain ETF, symbol BKCH, and the blockchain and Bitcoin strategy ETF, symbol BITS. I get blockchain. It allows us to do business faster and cheaper and safer. I get it. But why do I want to buy Bitcoin? For Bitcoin, we think about that as an application of blockchain technology, digital gold, if you will. It's a monetary unit that has a defined monetary policy. It's secured by computer hardware, and you you don't need a centralized entity. I can send a Bitcoin to you directly without involving any other third party at all. So that makes a lot of sense. And this is why investors need to decide which side of this coin do you want to engage with? Do you want to focus on blockchain technology, which has fundamental commercial use cases? Or do you want to focus on Bitcoin, which has a very specific function within those commercial use cases? Or do you want to do a little bit of both? And that's really a fundamental question that that investors need to evaluate. If you did want to gain exposure with the digital assets themselves, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum and many of the others, what are some of the primary methods that investors can turn to for gaining exposure into digital assets? So one of the primary methods is really just going direct to digital asset exchanges, and they're going to purchase Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, or any of these other large cryptocurrencies that would be listed on their exchange. So there are a lot of major themes associated with all of this, blockchain, Bitcoin, and other digital assets. How would you describe these big themes today? So in terms of themes, I would say there's quite a few. Some of the key ones are really payments and remittances, scaling solutions, decentralized finance, non-fungible tokens, I think one really interesting example in the payments and remittances front is the recent approval of Bitcoin as a legal tender in El Salvador. So there was a Bitcoin magazine reporter. He had a friend in New York City make a payment for $20 that arrived at a Bitcoin ATM about a minute later, representing about a 1% fee. And it took all about a minute to do. So I think that's just a really fascinating use case that could scale to more countries in the future. Now, there are some controversies associated with uh, digital assets, uh, Bitcoin. Some say, for example, that Bitcoin is bad for the environment. Is it? It it does use a high level of energy, but everyone's incentivized to find the cheapest sources of energy available, and that tends to be renewable energy. If you think about green energy and renewables, they don't have a steady load on the electrical grid. Wind only blows at some points of the day. The sun only shines at some points of the day. So having something like Bitcoin that can come in and utilize that energy while also having the ability to turn off immediately by coming in and taking up energy when there's excess energy at a very cheap price point and turning off when there's not excess energy. But I just think the media take and the headlines are always so bearish and pessimistic that I always like to highlight some of the pros to Bitcoin mining as well. And that's really being embraced by states like Texas, where they have a deregulated electricity grid. They're really investing in Bitcoin miners. And you see really a lot of companies flocking there today. And how about the fact that people claim crypto uh, digital assets are only being used by criminals? Is that true? So Chainalysis is probably the biggest name in the blockchain analytics and forensic space. They just released their 2021 crypto crime report, and the crime rate for transactions in crypto is down to 0.15% based on their analysis. It's substantially less than the amount of crime done with cash. Even the UN estimates money laundering represents about 3% of global GDP annually. 
So overall, I think when you have something like Bitcoin that's totally transparent and open versus something like cash, I think this is sort of a false narrative. And that's, I think, important for people to understand is that there's a lot of myths out there. There's a lot of facts that, well, they were facts maybe 10 years ago, but the facts are no longer valid today as this whole technological environment has evolved and matured. So people need to error check themselves. You need to make sure that your assumptions are true because a lot of folks are making conclusions that are simply based on misinformation or misunderstandings. And as a result, it's impacting their investment decisions, often in an adverse way. So I think it's important that people do get the facts about digital assets and the environment or involving criminal activity and such. So I'm, I'm really glad you were able to clarify these issues for us. That was Matt Kunke, who's research analyst at GlobalX ETFs, which offers the blockchain ETF and the blockchain and Bitcoin strategy ETF. If you'd like to add that to your diversified portfolio, talk with your financial advisor. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time on the show today. Thanks so much, Rick. Appreciate you having me. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. Stay with us. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. Want to start investing? One thing is certain. Trusted is always better than trendy. With the new Schwab Starter Kit, new investors can open an account and get $50 to split across the top five stocks by market cap in the S&P 500. Those are companies they actually recognize, like Amazon, Apple, and Google. There are also videos, guides, and other helpful tools, plus investment professionals 24-7 to answer your questions. To see the current top five stocks and learn more about the Schwab Starter Kit, go to schwab.com slash starter kit. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Ordinary people who shape the future by putting their money behind the right ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Be an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman, the number one subject on this radio show, the one subject that matters the most, is frankly the only subject you need to be paying attention to because it encompasses every other subject in the field of personal finance that matters. The word is longevity. Yeah, we're living longer than anybody in human history has ever lived, and we're going to be living even longer than we're currently living. And we need to have a conversation about this, and there's nobody better to have that conversation with than Jean Chatsky, co-host of Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Jean Chatsky, and she is also CEO of HerMoney.com. Welcome, Jean. It's always good to have you on the show. It's always good to see you. Thank you for having me. Let's focus and highlight on this keyword, longevity. You, too, talk a lot about longevity, that it's a big deal, isn't it? It's a really big deal. I have believed for a long time now, you can't separate your health from your money. And your health and longevity are so tightly wound together that people have suggested we stop talking about retirement planning and start talking about longevity planning. Because unless you have figured out a way to make your assets last as long as you do, the last part of your life is going to be really, really difficult. Yeah, I mean, we all have experience growing up, and some of us still experiencing it today, the gut in your stomach feel when you run out of money before the end of the month. We've all had that. Imagine running out of your money before the end of your life. And, you know, you're 80, 85 years old and there's nothing left. You know, it wasn't ever an issue when our parents and our grandparents were growing up because, you know, they retired at 62 and were dead at 65. They didn't have to worry about their financial planning, their financial future, because they weren't going to have one. But today they're retiring at 65, living to 85. And what the scientists are now telling us is that we're not going to live to age 85. If we're in our 50s and 60s today, odds are pretty good. We're going to live to age 100. There's a reason that when surveys are done and they ask people what their fears are about their finances going forward or about their lives going forward, running out of money comes ahead of even dying. We need to deal with the fact that people are living longer and they're living without pensions, right? We've had this entire transformation over the past three decades in the way that we're expected to amass money for retirement. And unfortunately, it took a lot of people a very, very long time to catch up and catch on. I have a suspicion that most people, if you ask them, how long are you going to live? What's your life expectancy? They're going to say 85 or 90. They're not likely to say 95 or 100 or 110. So we need to make sure you're getting a financial plan for the life expectancy that you're likely to enjoy. Yeah, I I remember when I started putting 100 into the retirement calculators that I would occasionally run online or go through with my financial advisor rather than 90. This is of particular concern for women. Women live longer, and we need to account for that when we do our financial planning, and that means being a part of the process, being a part of the conversation, and sitting there with your partner and with your advisor and running these projections together. Let's face it, financial planning is a woman's issue. As you've noted, not only are women living longer than men, but women are earning less than men. 
partly because they spend less time in the workforce due to child rearing on the early ages and adult caregiving on the later ages. They are not being paid as much as men. They are therefore not accumulating as much in retirement assets. They aren't earning as much in Social Security benefits. If they get a pension, the benefit is smaller than it is for men, and yet they're living longer than men. It's a really lousy combination when you add it all up. So yeah, financial planning is a woman's issue. If you're a woman, you're probably pretty terrified right now. If you're not a woman, you need to talk to the women in your life, your mom, your sisters, your wife, your daughters. You need to make sure everybody is aware of the longevity curve and the need to engage in proper financial planning with the aid of an advisor to make sure you're not going to be shocked when you're in your 70s or 80s. I hope people aren't terrified. I hope they're inspired because you're you're completely right about the lack of financial education in this country. It's dismal. But the result is we learn from shows like this. We learn by listening to you. We learn by reading your books. We learn from my podcast. We are responsible for getting educated on our own. And that means finding a couple of sources that we feel we can trust, that we feel we can rely upon and tuning in so that we bring our knowledge along to the place it needs to be. So let's talk about that terrified thing, because hit on a key point. That's a very negative word. It's a very negative emotion. Your point is one of empowerment and optimism and outlook and opportunity. I was talking with a good friend of mine not long ago. We had dinner, as we do often. He is a former fighter pilot in the uh, Navy, a naval aviator, one of the most decorated pilots in naval history. Uh, He was also an, an astronaut. He's just one of these Top Gun guys, an American hero. And I asked him, because he had a, several major events where he almost lost his life uh, while flying. And I asked him, was he ever scared? And he said, no, because as long as he had either time or options, he wasn't scared. So if he's at 50,000 feet, he's got plenty of time before he hits the ocean to figure things out. And if he's got a whole bunch of buttons and switches in his aircraft to play with, a bunch of levers to pull, he's got a lot of ways to try to figure out the solution to his issue. So he says, fear was never an issue. He was never terrified because he always had time or options. And that's what turns what I said, you might be terrified to hear about longevity to your notion of opportunity, recognizing you only should be terrified if you think you have no way out. But the point is you do have a way out, lots of ways out, affecting your career, your income, the rate of return on your investments, the amount of money you spend. All of these are levers you can pull, buttons and switches you can play with that can dramatically alter for the better your ultimate outcome. And that's what it's really all about. And related to that, Jean, tell us about your new broadcast because you've been doing Her Money for quite a long time, but now you are the co-host of Everyday Wealth. Tell us about it. My new show is called Everyday Wealth. I am so excited about it. Every week we talk about the intersection of life and money. And I'm co-hosting with Soledad O'Brien, who I know from my Today Show days, as well as the Edelman Financial Engines team. We're going to explore people and their relationships and their goals for their money, to build it, to grow it, to protect it, to preserve it as they age, as they look toward their future. And we're doing this for the exact same reason that you're doing your new show. 
we need resources. We need a trusted place to turn to deal with the financial decisions that we have to make day in and day out in order to make sure that we have the future that we're envisioning. And so this is just um, a joy for me to get to explore all of these issues and to do it with such great colleagues. Well, that program is Everyday Wealth with Gene Chatsky and Soledad O'Brien, and it airs immediately following this broadcast. So stay right here. Gene Chatsky, always a pleasure to spend time with you, my friend. Look forward to doing it again. Me too. Thanks so much. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. Hey, are you stacking sats? What on earth am I talking about? Well, you've heard of Bitcoin. You might not really know what Bitcoin is, but you've heard of people buying Bitcoin. You know what the truth is? I rarely come upon anybody who actually buys Bitcoin. You know why? Because Bitcoin's price is so high. forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 for a single Bitcoin? Who's got that kind of money to put into an investment as new and emerging as that? Well, what if you only wanted to invest 100 bucks or 10 bucks or 1000 bucks? You can't afford to buy a Bitcoin with just $1,000 or just with $10. So you know what people are doing instead, even though they might not even know they're doing it? They're stacking sats. In other words, that's fancy jargon. What do I mean? Well, you're familiar with the dollar and you're familiar with pennies. Well, what are pennies? They're fractions of a dollar. It takes a hundred pennies to make a dollar. So if you didn't have enough to get a dollar, you might have enough to get a penny. And that's simply how dollars work. We take a dollar and we go down to two decimal points, all the way down to pennies. And you can have a hundred of them to make a dollar. Well, if you can't afford one Bitcoin, you can get a portion of a Bitcoin that are called Satoshis. But Satoshis don't go to two decimal points, the way dollars and pennies do. In the world of Bitcoin, it goes to eight decimal points. And as a result, 100 million Satoshis equals one Bitcoin. And so this is why people say that they are buying Bitcoin $10, $20, $100 at a time. What they're really doing is buying Satoshis, not Bitcoins. You amass enough Satoshis, you end up with a Bitcoin. So what are they doing? They're stacking sats, which is short-term jargon for saying they're accumulating Satoshis in an effort to accumulate enough to actually own a single Bitcoin. If you want to invest in Bitcoin, what you'll start out doing most likely, you'll be stacking sats. If you want to learn more about the fun jargon, read my new book, The Truth About Crypto. You can order it now from your favorite bookseller. I'm Rick Edelman, and you're listening to The Truth About Your Future. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents of innovation. Ordinary people who shape the future by putting their money behind the right ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Be an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. 
ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. Do you know anyone who's a new investor? You can help make it easier for them to get started. With the new Schwab Starter Kit, new investors can open an account and get $50 to split across the top five stocks by market cap in the S&P 500. Those are companies they actually recognize, like Amazon, Apple, and Google. There were also videos, guides, and other helpful tools, plus investment professionals 24-7 to answer their questions. To see the current top five stocks and learn more about the Schwab Starter Kit, go to schwab.com slash starter kit. Welcome back to the program. I want to talk with you about a SWIP. Uh, what? An SWP. A what? A systematic withdrawal plan. What am I talking about? Look, we're all aging. You're going to get to the point, if you haven't already, of retirement. You're going to need to generate income that you don't earn, meaning income that is provided to you from other sources. Well, what are those other sources? Well, there's inheritance. Good luck with that. Uh, Pension. Good luck with that. There's Social Security. And although you're going to get it, most likely, it's not a whole heck of a lot of money. That's not going to lead a lot of Americans in the lifestyle to which they've grown accustomed from their working careers. Here you are in retirement. You're going to need income from yet another source. That source, your investments. You've been devoting, I hope, an entire career to accumulating and saving money in retirement accounts and elsewhere so that you build up that bucket of money so that by the time you reach retirement and you're no longer earning an income, you can generate an income from the amount of money you've saved. The real question becomes, how long will the money last? Now, historically, this really hasn't been much of a question for us to be worrying about. Why? Because we didn't have very long life expectancy. In other words, we were going to retire at 62, we were dead at 65. But today it's very, very different. And we're not dead in two or three years, we're dead in two or three decades. So the question becomes, will your money last as long as you do? And that means we have to be careful as to the rate at which we're withdrawing the money. And that's where the SWIP comes into play. 
systematic withdrawal plan. This is a very common strategy that financial advisors provide to their clients. They generate a monthly income, a systematic withdrawal from their portfolio. Makes a lot of sense. So the question is, how much money are you going to withdraw? Let's make sure we're not withdrawing too much too fast so that the money runs out before we die. Well, let me give you an illustration. We're going to talk about two retirees, Sally on the one hand, Susan on the other. They're in a very similar situation. They're both 65 years old. Both have $500,000 and they both need $35,000 a year from their portfolio. Now, we're going to use two very simple assumptions. One, that their account grows 7% a year. I think that's a reasonable assumption for an average annual return of a diversified portfolio over the course of a 30-year retirement. We'll also assume that inflation is 2% a year. Oh, don't get me started. I know that inflation right now is a lot more than 2%, but 2% is the Fed's target. So we're going to go with it, okay? So here's the deal. They've got 500 grand growing at 7% a year, inflation is 2%, and they need 35 grand in the first year of retirement to support themselves in addition to their social security and other resources. Sally retires and does exactly this. She retires at 65, takes 35 grand a year, and guess what? Her money lasts to age 90. Historically, traditionally, most financial planners would say, problem solved. You're not likely to live beyond age 90, and therefore having your money last that long is going to be just fine. You will probably die before your money runs out. But today, due to longevity, due to the fact that medical technology and innovation is expanding our longevity in a way that has never happened ever before, It isn't realistic for you to be willing to engage in a financial plan that has you going broke at age 90. And therefore, on that basis, I would argue you should probably consider a strategy that lets your money last longer. Now, there are lots of ways to do this. Number one, earn a higher rate of return. Don't earn seven, earn eight. Problem is you're not in control of the portfolio. You're not in control of the financial markets. You can't be certain that you'll be able to do that. Number two, have inflation rise less than 2% per year. Again, you're not in control of the economy. You don't control the Fed. And we can't promise that inflation will stay so low. Number three, cut your expenses. Reduce your lifestyle. Well, that's the last thing that retirees want to do. That's not success. That's failure. The only reason people sell their home and downsize when they don't want to do it is because financially they're forced to do it. The only reason people live on less than their pre-retirement pay is because they blew it financially and they didn't amass enough to maintain their retirement pay. I can tell you this from being a financial advisor for 37 years. People in retirement want to spend as much money as they spent prior to retirement. The only reason they spend less is that they have to. So you don't want to cut your expenses. Oh, you might be willing to do it. You might even be forced to do it, but you'd rather not have to do it. So let's not go there either. Now, there's one final thing you can do. Shorten your life expectancy. And trust me, that's something everybody resists, no matter how often I recommend it. And so what are we left to do about this? Let me suggest something remarkably simple, astonishing in its impact. Susan doesn't do what Sally did. Sally retired at 65, was broke by age 90. Susan delayed her retirement just 
one year. Instead of retiring at 65, she retired at 66. And by delaying her retirement just one year, her money lasted four more years. Instead of running out of money at age 90, she ran out of money in her 94th year. One year delay lets the money last four more years. Now let's take it a step further. Not only does Susan delay retirement for one year, but when she does retire at age 66, she goes and gets a part-time gig. Working just 10 hours or so a week, she makes $15,000 a year. Not a hundred grand like she was before she retired. Not doing a 60-hour work week. She's working 5 or 10 or 15 hours a week. It's something she really loves doing, almost like a hobby but she makes 15 grand a year doing it. And she does it for just her first five years out of retirement in her sixties. Guess what? Her money will now last to age 106. A little bit of income from a side gig for a few years has an incredible impact. Instead of running out of money at age 90, your money lasts to 106 years of age. This is the power of financial planning in an exponential world. And this is why you should talk with your financial planner to make sure you have a realistic plan for retirement. Will your money last as long as you need it to last? What strategies might you consider that you had never considered before? Your financial future can be secure if you're willing to adopt to the new world we're living in. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. Are you looking for a financial advisor who can help with buying digital assets? Go to the DACFP advisor directory. I founded the Digital Assets Council of Financial Professionals to teach advisors about blockchain and digital assets, where they get the knowledge they need so they can give you the advice you need. Just go to the advisor directory at DACFP.com. It's a free service that I've created for you. That's DACFP.com. Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the program, a visit by my wife, Jean Edelman. Jean, a student of the healing arts, Reiki, traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, and of course, macrobiotic and plant-based cooking. Here's Jean. Great to be here. This week, I want to talk about the word nice. What is it to be nice? What is it to take a moment to show kindness to someone else? It could be letting them into traffic. It could be buying a cup of coffee for the person behind you in the Starbucks line. When we give back, we put a smile on somebody's face that could last for days. It's very profound. It's very positive. It's a pebble in the pond of life. If we're managing our day and we're not rushed to get things done, hopefully we have a new pace and different timelines that allow us to linger and notice and be on the lookout for ways to be nice. So short and sweet this week, take your time. Look for opportunities to put a smile on somebody else's face. And my word of the week is nice. N is for notice. Notice ways and opportunities to be nice to someone else. To not be in a rush and be available for whatever may come. I is for illuminate. Our smiles illuminate the world when we are shown kindness. And then that smile is contagious to somebody else. And so we just need a whole lot more smiles every day to live a happy, healthy life. C's for capable. We're all able and capable to help others, even if it's the smallest gesture. 
It takes us out of our world and gives us a moment of perspective. E is for empower. We empower others when we take a moment to look them in the eye, show them compassion, show them kindness, show them that we're all human beings looking to be the best version of ourselves. It's fun to give back. It's fun to make someone smile. Have a great week. That was Gene Edelman here on The Truth About Your Future. And if you want to get more of Gene's words of the week, just go to thetruthayf.com. You're working hard to build wealth for the future, but along the way, you'll need to help protect it from risk and make sure it can last through retirement. Join Edelman Financial Engines Tuesday, March 1st at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for a brand new virtual event, three strategies to help preserve and protect your wealth. You can register for free at planefe.com slash rick. Discover steps you can take today to help secure a better tomorrow. At this new virtual event, three strategies to help preserve and protect your wealth, you'll learn what to do if you own too much of one stock, how to choose the order of which retirement accounts to withdraw from, and more. Our advice is based on more than 35 years of experience helping individuals and families to build, grow, preserve, and protect wealth. Register now for a special virtual event. Three strategies to help preserve and protect your wealth on Tuesday, March 1st at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. Register for free at planefe.com slash rick. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Listeners to this show tune in every week to hear Rick Edelman and his guests talk about the personal finance topics that matter most. And if you're retired or soon will be, you're no doubt listening for Rick's thoughts on retirement security and longevity. At Global X ETFs, we understand you may also be interested in opportunities to generate income with interest rates still near historic lows. Our approach to this challenge looks beyond what you might have considered. Using asset classes that include MLPs, REITs, preferreds, and dividend-paying stocks, we have been managing these types of income-oriented strategies for over a decade with solutions suited to a range of portfolio objectives. Explore our full product lineup, research and insights, and more at GlobalXETFs.com or speak with your financial advisor to learn more. Well, we're reaching the end of this week's program. If you have a question for me, just record your voice on your smartphone and send me the file to askrick at thetruthayf.com. Time for me now to say goodbye. Thanks for sticking with us through the whole hour. I'll see you next week. As a reward, you'll have no radio for the rest of the week. Go to your room. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager. As crypto grows, Bitwise believes everyone should have a simple and familiar way to access it. Bitwise makes crypto clear. Bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. Learn more at GlobalXETFs.com. And by Invesco QQQ. 
a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. Invesco.com slash QQQ. Stay tuned for Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky from Edelman Financial Engines. EverydayWealth.com backslash radio. EFE and the truth about your future with Rick Edelman are unaffiliated entities. Get the truth about your future every weekend with Rick Edelman. It's the truth AYF.com. 